Strange Stuff Sideshow. Stuff you might not know. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Strange Stuff Sideshow. With me, your host, Kat Clifford, and with me as bleeding usual, my co-host, Emily Pick. And what are we talking about today? I am actually, like, occasionally... We, like, tell each other kind of what we're doing. Sometimes we don't, but Emily has refused to tell me anything about what she's doing in this episode. <laughs> so I'm very intrigued. Okay, so what I'm doing is food superstitions. Ooh, interesting. Okay, I like this. Um, I happened across this, um, and I just was like, oh, this is something that, like, I don't really know much about, and it kind of affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody would be like, oh, next time, like, you, like, do something with a certain vegetable, you'd be, like, cutting that it up. That sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> You're cutting up a certain vegetable, you'd be like, oh, am I cutting this properly? Like, is this going to, like, bring me bad luck? Just stuff like that, so. Okay. Is there, so, where are these superstitions from, mostly, or are they just, like, a global? So, they are just, like, a global one. I didn't research, there's a bunch of them, so I didn't yeah. research, like, the history to them. Some of them have history, some of them don't have history, some of them just, I don't know where they came from, if they have, like, a specific pinpoint history, but yeah. Okay, because I'm thinking, like... I always throw salt over my shoulder, which yes. I guess is a of course food superstition. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, garlic. Everyone knows that garlic wards off vampires, but it also can ward off the curse of the evil eye. Mm. Which is something I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, this is how I happened across it. So eggs and eggshells. So today, oh God, please, it was disgusting. <laughs> today we had a carton of eggs. One was watery, the second one was fine, and the third one was just black and oozy, and it was disgusting. I'm really glad I didn't take too close of a look at that. Was, like, the whole thing black, or was it just, just like, black bits in it? It just inside was black. The whole thing? Yes. What? Yeah, it was disgusting. So I was like, is this, like, an omen? It's like some fucking mad witchcraft shit from a movie. Yeah. So I was like, um... I think it's just a carton of rotten eggs, honestly. Yes, yeah, so there was nothing about that. So, yeah, <laughs> we should be fine. But um, Eggs symbolize fertility. So farmers would scatter broken eggs into their fields, hoping that they would bring forth an abundant crop. Also, if you break open an egg and find two yolks, that means someone you know will be getting married or having twins. That one, I think, is so far-fetched, but if you, you know, like, it's cool, because you're like, oh my god, they're having twins. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you're cracking your egg, make sure to crush the eggshell afterward. Otherwise, legend has it, a witch will gather up the pieces, set sail, and cause terrible storms yes, at sea. Yes, I've heard this one before. I know we keep saying we're going to do the witches one, but that's in there. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, they, they cause sea, sea storms with their fucking eggs. So what, they float on the egg? Like, they, yeah, I say, know, it's really weird. I thought, like, in my head, they used them in a potion where they represented ships, but I think I have also heard what you're saying, that they used them as ships. So, so I'm like, because it just says set sail. It's like, where? That came out of left field. Like, set sail on, <laughs> on the eggshell? Like, set sail just, just in general? Just a tiny, tiny witch floating around in an eggshell. And what if I'm not on the ocean, then it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, this is an interesting one. 
Um, and I'm surprised it wasn't on the sailor superstitions that we did in that one episode. Oh, I, th- I mean, honestly, it probably was in there somewhere, and I was just like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to pick, like, a few, so... But I knew it would come around eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so salt, we all know this one. If you spill salt, you get bad luck. To remedy your misfortune, throw salt over your left shoulder with your right hand to blind the devil and keep him from taking your soul. Risky business using salt. Well, I find this very interesting because, um, also, welcome to Sounds of Mexico part four. Yes. And as soon as we start recording, a thousand cars drive around our apartment. This is in the evening when it should be quiet. Yeah. And that's why we decided to do it now in a quiet neighborhood. <laughs> but a quiet neighborhood at a quiet time in Mexico still means quite loud. Um, yeah, I, I was saying is I find it interesting that there's this... Uh, superstition about salt when salt is used uh, to create like uh, magic circles and to protect someone from funny because I was going to say the same thing (laughs) and you beat me to it Ah, (laughs) I'm wondering if um, because when you use salt in that manner it has to be in like a a circle that's like unbroken right you can also Mm -hmm. put it I believe on the thresholds of the house and things like that I'm wondering if it's because salt is um, inherently, like a demonic, like like a, a thing, a tool used against like the dark energy, but but you spilling it, it shows that you're weak or that you don't know how to use yes, it properly. Potentially, or oh, I was trying to think of that too, or maybe it's just that um, it's like unorganized, it's like yeah. chaotic, like, isn't it? Like to you spill fum- it. fumbled it, and like, yeah. so then it's like, oh, this is a good time and then to like, like I fucking love this in the devil's <laughs> eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that's not the devil's eyeball. <laughs> we have to do that every time you're clumsy doing anything. Jesus. <laughs> Just start chucking the item you drop. You draw a pencil, you chuck it at the person behind you. (laughs) There's a great, um, it's like a birthday card, like cartoon that Mm -hmm. I always makes me laugh. And it's a a guy in like a bar and he like throws the whole salt shaker over his shoulder. (laughs) And it's like, Dave threw the salt shaker over, no, the salt over his shoulder, believing it to be good luck. And in the background, you just see it smacking like a skinhead in the back of the head. If it hits the the target, it hits the target. Um, So the next food is bread. So if you cut open a loaf of bread and see a hole, aka a large air bubble, that means somebody will die soon. The hole in the bread represents a coffin, and so you should cut a cross on the top of your loaf before baking. Otherwise, the devil will sit on it and ruin your loaf. Does the devil not have anything better to do than be blinded by salt and sit on bread? Right? And then now hot cross buns makes more sense. So they but put does cross it? I thought on the crosses were for, like, Good Friday, no? Either or. It like could be the same thing. Yeah. But then I think we, well, we've actually talked about bread a little bit, not in the same regard but as kind of the same regard yeah when we talked about the soul cakes that you got at like all hallows eve and stuff which i think had crosses put into Mm -hmm. them which could have been to like ward away bad spirits or whatever yeah and uh and also in dia des they leave out bread Mm -hmm. 
and they left out bread as offerings at Samhain as well, like the yes. bannock and things. Yep. Samhain, sorry. I always say Samhain. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, I feel like bread is definitely, and like offering a food that you had a plethora of has been a common theme throughout a lot of our podcasts and a lot of history. Yeah, and also I'm just thinking of Lent as well. I don't know if you've got anything about this. Mm -mm. But, like, well, Lent is involved... uh, I mean, food is very much involved in Lent, and uh, I don't know... I assume... Is this Shrove Tuesday? Is that just a, like, a a European or British thing? Uh, Pancake Day. Oh, yeah, no, we had that. Shrove Tuesday. Yeah, that's cool. Before Lent, right? Yeah, yeah, we had that, of course. Yeah, and that was, um... Shrove? Shrove Tuesday, yeah. What is that, like, Danish for pancakes? Like, what? No, it's, uh, it's more to do with the religious element of it than the eating of the pancakes. Maybe I just didn't pay pay attention, but we just got pancake day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To be honest, we just show up and then we find out it's pancake day. (laughs) There's no premeditative. And it fucking changes all the time because of, like, Easter really being a pagan festival Mm -hmm. and changing with the moon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that... The idea of the pancake day is that you would eat all the luxury items in your house, and in those times, the luxury items were milk, uh, butter, uh, eggs, and that's the ingredients of a pancake, mm-hmm. right? And then they would eat that all before before Lent happened. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. I also think, um, was it because you can't eat, like, certain meats or fish or something like that? And uh-huh. so we would just, like, eat... Tons of it before. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can eat. Ah, uh, yes. So I think it's an Easter. You can eat. You're supposed to eat fish on the Friday. Mm-hmm. Good Friday, but not on the other days. I can't remember. I'm oh, so no, sorry. It's a lot of random. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're not the only people who forget these things. <laughs> Everyone's probably on the other side of this, being like, "What is it?" I can't remember. It was something do with a certain day <laughs> none of us know <laughs> um so the next item is noodles so in china long noodles symbolize a long life so you should never cut your noodles that means you're cutting life short instead you should slurp up long noodles without breaking them mm-hmm. which i actually yeah it's so weird when you're in um asia and you see uh, like, whatever country you're in, the people um, slurping the noodles, it's like, you think it's super rude, but yeah. it's actually not rude at all. No, it's very normal yeah. thing to do. It's yeah. a, I think it's actually a sign of respect or something. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, um, it means you're enjoying it. Yeah. The more, yeah, which I just, I always could not get used to that. Mm-hmm. Even though I would do it myself, I still felt weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it just, like, it feels so natural when you do it, but you're always automatically like, am I being rude? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I know, um, I always, um, I know it is, like, even, what is in, um, spaghetti, you're not supposed to cut it, you're supposed to twirl it. Um, so I feel when you're like, eating it, I yeah. know Italians do not like it if you break spaghetti when you put it in the pan. So I don't know if that's the flavor or if it comes from, like, an old tradition or right? something. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the next one is tea. So... Uh, tea has a lot of superstitions connected to it. For instance, you should never put milk in your tea before the sugar. Probably why your mom gets so upset. Or is that what she does? Puts milk. No, my family. So my parents are a little bit weird. They put the milk in first, which my nan told us is what the queen does. Because my nan, 
completely. But there, it, it is a piffany, is it not? It's something to do with it. Like, I know Sticking that... sticks in an orange and calling it a piffany. <gasps> <laughs> I'm not sure because I'm a little bit of a listener <laughs> It's you a are. thing. Okay. I feel like someone out there knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Hopefully she's not insane. <laughs> um, no, I I know that uh, they would give us like Christmas oranges. Um, yeah, to, like, that's what you're supposed Christmas to get parties. in your stocking, isn't it? Yeah. If you're good, an orange. Yeah, but I can't like remember specifically what that was for. But anyways, you can make people fall in love with you. You might be fall in love with you. Give me a fucking Terry's chocolate orange. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually that's heard from many people that they fucking love them. So good. <laughs> um, so the next one is rice. So tossing rice at a newlywed couple. <laughs> I love it says at <laughs> a newlywed couple. So just chuck it at them. Oh, it hurts, I think. Like, I've heard lots of people say it bloody hurts when you get pelted with rice. So, supposedly it brings the pair good health <laughs> after you pelted them with bruises. After they're in hospital with, like, a piece of rice in their eye. <laughs> right? Wealth, happiness, and prosperity. Um, so, yeah. I think people stop doing that. Was that something to do with pigeons? Yeah, so they say that it's not dangerous to birds, but I'm pretty sure it's dangerous to birds. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's probably not good to do anymore. I don't know. I don't even know if it's working, to be honest, with all the divorce rates or anything. <laughs> well, maybe it's not working because they took it away. There's uh, higher divorce rates than ever. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so silverware, which is not food, but close to food. Um, if you drop a fork, a woman will come visit. A knife, a man will come visit. A spoon, a child will come visit. Which I kind of read that one before. Um, oh, I've never read anything like that. No, okay. You know what I was just thinking about? Mm. There was this game I used to play, I think it was like Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. There was this game online on the computers back in the days when games first came out and everybody was playing like video games on the computer Yeah. through like those like websites that everybody was playing with through. Anyways, there's this one game, it's called Friday 13th, and it was all about bad luck. Um, I don't know, I just thought of this, but it was the funnest freaking game, and it had all of these different superstitions, which clearly I forgot most of them, mm-hmm. but that's what the whole premise of the game was on. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, dropping a fork and not realizing it was a superstition, and I kept losing the game. Because it wasn't supposed to drop the fork. Oh, interesting. So. Oh man, suspicion, uh, suspicions, superstitions are mad. Yes. Like, uh, do you know what one I never understood? Don't put no shoes on a table. What the fuck? Where did that come from? I heard that one too. I think my mom used to. That's a really popular one. Yeah. Don't look at the moon for a sheet of glass. Well, you're fucked because you wear glasses. Yeah. Like some of them, I've never heard that one. Some though. of them make sense. Don't yeah. walk under a ladder. Yeah, don't walk under a ladder because you might get something dropped on your fucking head. Yes. But, but, pff, I don't know. Magpies. That's the one that always gets me. I'm very superstitious when it comes to magpies because my nan would get really angry at my granddad if he pointed out magpies and there was only one of them because that's bad luck. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Um, so this one I found was kind of strange, but Parsley has a surprising number of superstitions about it. Yes, I never heard that before. Right. Um, planting its seeds will help a woman become pregnant. The plant thrives. I mean, her husband is weak. And whatever you do, don't bring it to a dinner party. 
giving it as a gift brings bad luck. I don't think people do that, but giving parsley. Hello, thanks for inviting me to your dinner party. Here's a bunch of parsley. This is my favorite. <laughs> giving parsley as a gift will also bring back bad luck because, like, who gives parsley as a gift? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Um, so, this one I also find pretty funny. Um, hot peppers. So you're never actually supposed to hand a hot pepper directly to a friend. Superstition has it that if you you will bring discord to the friendship. If you give your friend a jalapeno, put it on the table or counter and have them pick it up. Which I love because um, I was thinking about it. I was like, well, if they work at like a kitchen, yeah. like their chef, <laughs> you, you're so annoyed if you were like well, the I'm chef. I'm not fucking handing you this like, pepper. Can you pass me this? Yes. Places it down. Cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I've never had that one before. Right? Um, also, not supposed to pass a knife to somebody. Well, I mean that. See, that's a superstition that makes sense. Exactly. Um, and then it says, peanuts. Don't eat peanuts at any kind of performance, whether it's a play or a racing event. The legumes are believed to give the performers or players bad luck. Oh, also, you could have someone who's very allergic to peanuts around you because it's a large-scale event. Right? Well, it's funny because, like, isn't, like, the whole baseball song is, like, give me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks? I have no fucking idea. Okay, well, they, anyways, <laughs> the baseball theme song or whatever it's called. And the one that's like, do, 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 yes. do, do, Yes. Yeah. Um, so, like, and I know peanuts are very popular, like, peanuts and pretzels are, like, the two most popular, like event snacks in America. Mm. So, like, you see them everywhere. I don't know if peanuts are so much a thing because, of, yeah. Because more allergies. people have allergies now. Yeah. It's, like, gone up. Probably because loads of people are fucking eating them at performance. Yeah. <laughs> right. And ball game. Um, so, the next one is birthday cakes. So, the tradition of having a cake with candles on a birthday began with the ancient Greeks. They baked moon-shaped honey cakes. Sounds delicious. Right. To celebrate the birth of moon goddess Artemis, but believed evil spirits were attracted by the revelry. By saying happy birthday and burning candles, spirits are chased away. Today, lots of people believe that blowing out candles makes a wish come true, and they are just fools. (laughs) I actually have another superstition to add to that that's a Scottish tradition. Yeah. Which made me laugh so much the first time I saw it because I'd never seen it before. And I went to one of my very, very good friend's birthday parties who was Scottish. And when she cut the cake, she screamed. Oh, yeah. So whose birthday is? And you just get the knife and you just go, ah! And she cut the cake because it gives you good luck. I love that. It was really funny to watch. Oh man, that's so good. Well, I feel like a lot of people have, like a lot of different cultures have like superstitions and like traditions when it comes to birthday cakes. For some reason, it's just like a thing. Well, that it's, everyone a, it's, gets a, it's kind of in the same vein, I guess, as like the breads and things. Like it's, a, I, I feel like it's been a tradition has. everywhere. Like yeah. it's your birthday, it's like a sweet mm-hmm. treat, isn't it? So like it would make sense. There's a lot of superstitions, superstitions around it because it's like the start of like a new year of yes. like and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's like the new moon, new year, blah blah blah. Um, so black eyed peas in the south, they eat Hop and John. I don't know what Hop and John is. 
made with black-eyed peas for good luck and prosperity in the new year. Interesting. Oh, actually, I just thought of another one. I don't know if you have this. Grapes? Uh, yes. With them Spanish people? Uh, yeah. Eat them as the... As the bells go for the 12 bells of New Year, mm-hmm. they have to eat a grape every time that the bell rings. Yes. But I think they try and encourage people to stop doing that because older people keep choking on grapes. Oh, my God. And it's really funny. I've tried to do it. It's fucking impossible because the bells are like, ding, 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 and you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say probably not a good idea. <laughs> Okay, so the next one is onions. If you stick pins in a small onion and keep it on a windowsill, it dispels bad spirits from your house. Um, I feel like people just have onions like that, don't you? I was gonna say, what happens if you grow an onion? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you can't. Is that how people sprout them? Well, I mean, that's how you do avocados, like the pip of an avocado. I would assume onions are very similar. That's what I was thinking, yeah. So, I guess, like, onions onions on your own? Onions, I think that also gets rid of vampires, or am I just imagining it? They they definitely have a purification, like a purifying quality to them, so they could be... Well, it's funny, because even today, our friend was like... Isn't onions and everything, or is it you that said that? No, no, she said it, that all around the... There's no... Uh, like, rarely is there places around the world that don't use onions in their cooking. Yeah. Which, I, as far I, as I know, is true. Onion and garlic is pretty much a universal... Yeah, which are both purifying plants. Yes. They purify the blood. Which is interesting. But there's that thing, isn't there, if you put cut an onion in half and put it in your socks while you sleep, it draws out all the toxins in your body. Yeah. So... I don't know why you have stinky onion feet, though. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely, I like onions and garlic. I never really liked them. I love... I've never had an issue with either of those. Um, Definitely smothered in butter. Always my favourite. Pickled onion. (laughs) Don't even start me on pickled onions. I fucking love a pickled (laughs) onion. It's a little silver skin onion. Delicious. (laughs) Um, So the next one is bananas. So this one was very strange. And take it with Is this something to do with banana peel and like slipping over? No. Oh. <laughs> um, you're never supposed to cut a banana. It's bad luck. I feel like I've heard this before. You're supposed to break it up in smaller pieces if you need to, but you never should actually slice it, which everyone does all the time. Well, that's true, yes. I constantly do that. Um, you should also never bring it on a ship. The well, boat. we had that one but in our sailor superstitions. Yes. So mm-hmm. the boat will never catch any fish or worse, get lost at sea. Um, and then there's also cake, which is not birthday cake, but just regular cake. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Christmas cake. is um, It actually has lots of urban legends, which is funny because I've never really known that cake was a Christmas thing. But I yes, guess it Christmas is. Yes, Christmas cake is a... It's kind of gross. Is it like fruit cake? It's a fruit cake, and then on the outside, it has this thick ass layer of icing, like so thick, not frosting, icing. Oh, okay. I have, I have yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, I was like wondering. I just like imagined a cake, and then I was like, when did I ever just see? <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Um, 
Our least favorite is the belief that cutting into your Christmas cake before Christmas Eve brings bad luck. And at least one slice of it must be saved for Christmas Day. Waiting to cut a cake like peppermint ice cream cake, which can be hard, but making yourself stop before eating the last piece can be torturous. First off, like a... you're, if it's a Christmas cake, you're going to make it for Christmas. Most people will bake it that morning well, so it's no, fresh. No, actually, I think it's kind of like um, Christmas pudding, which has its own superstitions. Yes. Um, and where you make it like a fucking month before Christmas. It's always dry as fuck. Well, I know that. Month. You make it like, if you are like legit about that, you make it forever. Some people will have the same cake and just keep dowsing it. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, there's this um, there's a story of this family that has had the same fruit cake, for like so fucking long. I don't know. Anyways, so you can make it as far in advance as you want, as long as you preserve it. Yeah, because it's like it's like got booze. In, wait, does it have booze in it? Mm-hmm. Like Christmas pudding. It's basically nice fruit cake. It's like yeah, s- soggy. As far as I know, right? Yeah. Every time I see thing, because I'm like. Think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah, we made a Christmas pudding oh. in Canada. I'll, to be fair, we <laughs> let it burn, but it was still freaking delicious. It's so good. Um, but yeah, we we yeah, we almost burnt the house down making it, but it was really good and it was gluten free. Yes. So that was awesome. Um, but yeah, so that has its own traditions of hiding the silver coin in the cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Christmas pudding and whoever gets it gets good luck or breaks their fucking teeth or swallows it mm-hmm. like my great grandma did <laughs> well, I was telling Kat like how for my family when we were kids my mom would always make um, uh, was it like, upside down cake or whatever the angel food angel food cakes uh, it was like a little white, white fluffy cake, and then she'd make it in like this like upside down pan that uh-huh. like was like the shape of like a fruit cake or whatever. Anyway, she'd made that, and then she made her own icing, um, but she would also bake uh, money in it, wrapped in saran wrap. <laughs> Dude, that sounds even worse now you put it in saran wrap, like anyway, it's melting into like, the cake. She put like toonies and loonies and like quarters, and it was awesome, and like if you could get like a... All the kids would each get a slice, and obviously she had to warn them that there's, like, money in the cake. Um, and so, yeah, you would get to keep that money. That was great. If you found it in your it's slice. It's worse that it's in saran wrap. I'm pretty sure... You know what? I will <laughs> ask her, but I'm pretty sure I saw her put in saran wrap and then put it in there and then bake it. Unless she baked the cake and then she shoved it in there afterwards with, like, a stick or something. Either way, money is dirty as fuck, and it spends most of its life by people's crutches. Well, yeah, but that's why you put it in saran wrap. <laughs> I was just happy because she made us a homemade cake, and she put um, Smarties on it, mm-hmm. on the icing, and then, yeah, you, you have homemade cake that was delicious. Icing, that was also super delicious because I hate most icings. Um, and then Smarties on top, and, like, you find, like, a loony or toony in there, and you're calling this an awesome birthday cake. <laughs> like, you can't ask any more of a cake at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. That's my whole food superstitions. Nice. Yeah. I like it. So what did you do? I was just trying to think, what's that pickle thing? Is that a superstition? Is mm. there a Christmas pickle? Christmas pickle, yes. Pickle break? No. <laughs> <laughs> so the Christmas pickle is that um, you hide a pickle 
somewhere. Um, some people hide it within the house. Some people hide it within the Christmas tree. Um, and whoever finds pickle uh, gets a gift or gets to open Isn't the gift the pickle first. enough gift? You don't get to keep the pickle. <laughs> Unless it's a real pickle, then, yeah, I would hope you get to keep that one. But if it's, like, the plastic pickle, which a lot of people have nowadays, you give well, that I back. mean, originally it was just a pickle. Maybe the pickle was the gift. Yeah, which was great. I would love that. But now there's plastic, <laughs> I would not eat the plastic pickle. So, yes, a gift or opening up my gift first would be great. Uh, okay. So, I've gone a completely different fucking route this week. I feel like in our spooky season, we missed out on our state, one of our staples, which is cryptids. My favorite thing to talk about. One of my favorite things to talk about. Mm -hmm. I love the spooky season, but I missed cryptids. So I decided to do like kind of cryptids, but also just like, kind of urban myth weird basically i'm talking about crocodilian cryptids and legends mm-hmm. uh, which is just cool i kind of got inspired because port of has crocodiles which so i have a question yes what qualifies it as crocodilia crocodilian yes. a crocodile an alligator and uh what are those other ones caiman I don't think I have anything about cavemen, but they are crocodilians. Okay. And so it looked like that is kind of what you're saying? It's like that's how it... Because, like, I was just curious. Well, I'm, I'm like, covering, like, a kind of a lot of just crocodile... Let's call it this. Crocodilian mythology. There we go. Okay. okay. There we go. So one of the most well-known and enduring legends of crocodilians are the stories of alligators roaming in New York sewer systems, mm-hmm. which... Have you heard about this? I would not be surprised. I'm assuming that's where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came from. Oh, actually, I'm not sure it is, but potentially subconsciously, even if they didn't know that that was where that came from. But I, yeah. There's a lot of superstitions on the New York yes. underground sewers. Yeah. No, well, like a lot of shit happens down there. Well, yeah, it's fucked. So these accounts date back to the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And apparently during the, this time period, alligators were a popular pet. No idea why alligators were a popular pet, especially in New York. Like, you're just fucking wandering around New York with an alligator on a lead in the snow. I think that's a terrible idea. It's almost like saying, like, <laughs> snakes were a popular thing in New York. Because, like, everything is, like, connected. Everything's short. Like, well, that's a every- thing, isn't it? Like, snakes come out of people's toilets and shit when they escape their yeah. thing. That's, like, a, like, common... Well, not common, but I've read it a lot. As well as rats coming up the toilet. Yeah, because everyone's, like claustrophobically like together yes so well maybe that's why people had alligators as a pet to eat their neighbors so they could have more oh. space <laughs> well, there we go we solved it <laughs> so you could yeah you could buy your kid a puppy uh but maybe maybe here have have maybe you just don't like your kids maybe you're like here have this <laughs> just spread it out this dangerous predator as a pet so they say that when these alligators got too big for the families to look after them anymore, like any good pet owner obviously would, they just flushed the poor bastards down the toilet or released them into the sewer where they survived on a diet of trash and rats. Mm. And all the goldfish that got flushed down. Oh, the dead and goldfish. All the frogs and all the yeah. salamanders Basically and just everyone's pets they <laughs> yeah. ate. Yes. Um, and whatever else vaguely edible that they could find down there. 
Uh, over time, multiple reports of gators roaming the sewer made the sewer workers made by sewer workers. Some reports even involved mutant alligators or those gigantic in size. Well, I mean, that would not surprise me either, because if you... I mean, there's a fucking endless buffet of rats down there, mm-hmm. plus trash, plus everything else that's fucking ending up down there. Yes. And who knows what people are pouring down their fucking toilets, like drugs and chemicals and shit. They could very well be, like, mutated creatures down there. Who the right. fuck knows? Yeah. Or at least, like, some that are, like, mutilated. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Like, who've, like, fucking got bleach in their eyes. I don't fucking know. So in 1935, the Commissioner of Sewers, um, which, I mean, how do you get that job, (laughs) uh, went down there himself and actually came across a bunch of the buggers averaging around two feet each. In 1935, a newspaper apparently reported a group of children who saw an eight-foot alligator as they were shoveling snow down an open manhole and caught it. And they said that this story was true even years later when they were, like, approached about it. When was this? 1935. Oh, okay. I guess, like, you couldn't really have any proof. Well, I mean, you could. I I mean, I don't know if they actually caught it. It sounds like they maybe saw something down there when they were shoveling snow, but who fuck knows? It was the 1930s. People just did weird, crazy things. That we would today be like, what, so you're going to climb down this manhole and wrestle an eight-foot alligator for fun? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) So a campaign to get rid of the animals was started, and they they were poisoned and hunted um, up until 1937, when the sewers were said to be gator-free. However, over 70 years later, on July 22nd, 2013, a live eight-foot-long alligator was pulled out of a sewer near Central Park. So maybe those boys did catch it. <laughs> the alligator had allegedly uh, been preying on dogs, uh, which prompted a hunt for it, culminating in its capture. The alligator was killed, and an al- analysis of its stomach contents revealed the remains of at least two dogs, some rats, and a wi- wristwatch. So it potentially ate a person, or at least part of a person. Or someone just flushed down their Could be a child, a- generally... It's not unheard of a child flushing down their fathers. And I'm assuming that alligators are kind of like tiger sharks in the fact that they're just like human. Like, they just eat anything they find. Yes. Um, Shiny. But, could be someone. Or it could be a body that was dropped down there. Like, you know, like a gang related or a murder or something. And they just ate the scraps. Mm -hmm. Um... So, animal care and control spokesman Richard Gentle stated that between two to four alligators or crocodiles are rescued in the city by his agency every year. <laughs> so, there are fucking alligators in the sewers. Myth proven. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, elsewhere in the USA, there are reports of something more than your bog standard gator. For instance, along the state line between Alabama and Florida in the 1920s, locals told tower a 15-foot gator that would come out of the swamps and terrorize the townsfolk. The creature was accused of attacking dogs, cows, mules, horses, and people. People said it was more than a gigantic gator and that it had red glowing eyes and a tail so strong it could flip a horse. Don't know how they realized that. Was it just going around fucking tossing horses over left, right, and center? Mm-hmm. 
It was said that the creature possessed fiery red eyes, was immensely powerful. I don't know, apparently when I was writing this, I was obsessed with the fact that it had glowing red eyes, because I've mentioned that twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it was able to easily rip its prey into pieces with its jaws, and its tail was... Uh, oh, God, I've gone off on one here. I've written the same bit twice, that's what's happened. <laughs> anyway, the animal had lost a toe to a steel trap, and it only had two toes on one foot. Rumours spread that this animal apparently terrorised this area for at least 20 years. Hunting parties looked for it and shot at it and laid traps, but no one ever caught it. Rumours said that the gator went on the move and some pretty fucked up stories of various bloody rampages along the way. In the 1980s, the same animal was apparently spotted in a different area, but close by enough that it could be... uh, It was reported to be the same animal and reports of the same creature are still happening today which isn't that far-fetched because gators can live for an incredibly long time mm-hmm. and you know well people are saying that maybe this is more than a gator i'm kind of thinking uh that it maybe could be related to like uh you know we talked about like luke guru and like kind of kind of apparitions and stuff i don't know if it's something like that Interesting. Like if it's, or if it is like a demonic entity, or if it is something like a shapeshifter, or if it is some kind of even, uh, you know, someone astrally projecting you know into what I a think gator. It probably is? Hmm? A teenage mutant ninja turtle. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 they came from somewhere. I mean, they do have two toes, if I'm right, as well. So, just saying. <laughs> Somebody was like, hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just think that's really cool. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not cool because it's eaten a bunch of people, but, you know. Also, who knows what's been poured down there? Who, like, to be honest, it I don't... It could f- just be... It also could be a crocodile. Yes. I don't think it would be a cryptid because I don't think a cryptid would try and hide in New York. But this stories. isn't New York. This is down in Florida. Yes, but anywhere, like, popular, I don't think that they would do that because, like, most cryptids, the sightings are in more rural areas. Well, I, I don't know how... I think this area is fairly rural. It's, like, the borderline between Alabama and Florida, like, Swampland, I think. What's it called? Let's check it. Ah, uh, let's see. I don't know. It just says along the state line between Alabama and Florida. Okay, I'm going to take a look. You can continue. I'll eat it. All right, all right. So, um... But there's even a festival to this animal in a town. Yeah, here we go, in the town of Esto in Florida. Esto, okay. So, but he's terrorized that whole area for, I'm thinking like, oh what yeah, I'm talking 80 years. Oh yeah, for sure, rural area. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was saying, like, he's obviously not described as being like a crocodile man, mm-hmm. he is just described as a giant gator. But he could even be a Nile crocodile sign because they're fucking massive. Can they walk on their hind feet anyways? Crocodiles? Yeah. Maybe. Like when they're running? I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Uh, for a very brief period, I think. It's like an explosive like run. Yeah, but that would be enough for someone to run and not see that. True. Uh, you know what I mean? Like... You'd be, like you'd be you would get the hell out of there and then you would just assume that something is like maybe yeah. not what it is especially if it's like dark or if you're like not paying attention. Yeah, but that, they're not saying that. They're just saying it's a crocodile with glowing red eyes, basically. Yes. 
Oh, an alligator. That's why I'm saying maybe it's like a Nile crocodile because they get bigger than alligators and they could probably survive in a similar area, I would assume. I don't know the ins and outs of crocodile biology, <laughs> but I mean, the area we're in now has crocodiles and it's fairly similar climate and like landscape to sure. Florida, right? It's like riveries and swampies and yeah. beaches. Yeah, but this is like in the middle of Florida. Yeah. Which I'm not sure what that's like there, but maybe, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what else it could be. It's interesting, though, that they say it has the two toes, you know, like it Mm -hmm. is the same animal that's been out there. And maybe it is just a rogue gator that's got really fucking big. And maybe it's got big because it's eating things that they don't usually eat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as for the, the horse flipping thing, I feel like... Gators have very strong tails anyway. I don't. I think like a big fucking gator or crocodile could probably like slam a horse down with its fucking tail. Yes. But the eyes made me think. Yeah, potentially even. I don't know. astral projection. Who de- knows? Possession. De- Who knows? Definitely was something that you were thinking about because you wrote it down twice. Yeah. No, I was like <laughs> a fucking red eyes, mate. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So, other crocodilian mythology in Lumberjack lore of North America, and this guy features in Fierce and Critters of the Lumberwoods, which we've kind of uh, done a little video on on our Instagram before. It's a book about crazy ass lumberjack creatures, and in the book, there is a crocodilian cryptid called the Snolly Goster. It's said to be an enormous alligator-like creature with an extremely muscly tail that has a propeller-like blades on the end, a long bony spine on its back, and it's often described as having scraggly hair up and down its body and as lacking any legs. So I don't know what the fuck it is, like a snake with serpent he- helicopter propellers on its tail. Yeah. Um, so it... Uh, yeah, so it's like a creepy little snake thing. Uh, they're said to lay and wait in shallow water of cypress swamps for unsuspecting prey, which they will then stun with their tail or throw onto their back spine or just chomp with their fuck-off toothy mouths. It is known to store its uneaten carcasses on its back, spike, and it tends to prefer smashing the bodies into a delicious bloody pulp as it drinks them like a gross-ass smoothie. Hmm. So, I don't know where that one has come from. I don't know if someone saw some sort of mutant crocodile or if it's just a, you know, spooky folklore. Because that's kind of what the book seems to be. It's like these crazy-ass creatures, you know? That was in North Carolina, right? Uh, Or was it more northern? Uh, It doesn't say. Because didn't you do a um, picture for the Snallygaster. Oh, the Snallygaster is a creature from the same book, but is a different creature. Ah. They just have very similar names. Well, I would assume it might be from a similar area, if it is from the same book. Yeah. But it also could just be a USA altogether. Yeah. And Canada as well. True. It's just like creepy stories lumberjacks told each other. Yeah. Because obviously it was a very dangerous job and people died all the time and yeah. I guess there's a way of explaining things. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, at Alkali Lake, now properly called Walgren Lake, an oversized 40 foot long grey crocodile creature with a rhino horn has been spotted. Interesting. So... <laughs> 
don't know where these animals are going. I from. can see why you said crocodilia. Yes. Because they're not white crocodiles, but they right. have resemblance well, of crocodiles. Except except the two toe guy. Yes. Uh, you have the New Jersey Gator Man, which we haven't done a t shirt of before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in 1973, residents of New Jersey's Newton Lafayette area were plagued by what eyewitnesses described as a large humanoid alligator, which, I mean, we've spoken about reptilians before. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking potentially something like that. Definitely. Or something, or something that's come here and tried to like resemble you know a human and the first thing it's seen or something and like depending on where it you know so i really think we should do an episode on potential aliens and the first landing on earth yeah because there's so many funny things that would come out of it as well as so many funny stories well i know humans exist because we've like picked up like broadcast of what they kind of look like but you try and emulate it but then you also see a crocodile and you're like i don't know are these the same species like right. what if I, like it could, i don't know that's what came through my head when i thought about that that would be funny <laughs> or fucking government testing you don't know that could be what explains like most of these things i would not be surprised no not at all you know like yeah. they pumped some the two-toe guy, they pumped full of some kind of growth hormone and, like, let it loose just to see what Humans happened or it escaped. too nosy and they're yeah. also too curious sometimes that they get themselves into, like, situations. They're like, why are you even doing this? Like, what, what is the end goal of trying to make a half-human, half-like crocodile? <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Or, it happens. here's the other thing. Is that they're not aliens necessarily, they're interdimensional beings and they've opened some kind of portal at a government research facility. I think, isn't that one that they talk about in like Stranger Things is near New Jersey? Yeah, kind of like And it, they've yeah. let shit like that through. That's yeah. what they say the Mothman could be and things like that. That's what I'm saying, sometimes you're just curious and nosy. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then the last, the last one I've got is the U-28 creature. Um, so in the First World War, in July 1915, German submarine captain reported um, that they were uh, trying to uh, sink a British steamer um, before, uh, so they like fired torpedoes at it, and then before it exploded, the captain reported that he saw a giant 60-foot creature described as resembling an enormous aquatic crocodile, some 60 feet in length. Uh, It had four limbs, webbed feet, a long tail, and a pointed head, and it blew up with the explosion and flew... 60 feet. It flew 80 feet in the air. (laughs) Holy Jesus. So there was more to this story, I believe, but I I forgot it. Like, I've heard this story multiple times. Mm. Uh, but I, so there's a reason that, so there, they were caught by the British, I think, this uh, U-boat that was underneath, blow, like, blowing up British steamers and things. Yeah. Uh, because there, a heater was left on in the captain's office, and it basically caused their U-boat would have, like, it would have sunk, like, it was flooding. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to, like, make themselves known. They were just, like, a sitting duck, and they were captured by the British, and then... I think to save face, they kind of, it's, it's implied in some versions of 
the story that they were that they said they saw this monster and that that was the reason their boat was broken or something. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on it, but I feel like that's like the other part of the story. But Interesting. it was reported by uh, other crew on the boat, I believe. And it's been theorised that it was actually some kind of dinosaur, like a mosasaur, that was uh, that was not discovered, or a, like a giant saltwater crocodile. But the weird thing is, is that it was in like British waters, I believe, which is not the ideal space for like a warm-blooded creature like a no. crocodile to be living. Yes. But I'm not saying they didn't see something because obviously the UK has a lot of like sightings of like you know like. Nessie, yes, and like lake monsters and sea monsters and shit. Yes. Especially when you look at those old maps of like sea monsters and things like that. So I don't know what they saw. I don't think it was a fucking giant saltwater crocodile, but it definitely could have been an undiscovered creature or well, a dinosaur. Well, to be honest, if it's sixty feet, it's definitely not just a regular crocodile. Well, no, I don't know how big they can get, but I think there's a possibility that they did see something. I mean, being in a fucking U-boat, like, you're in places that aren't, like... I just find it interesting that if it was a creature, that they, that's where they're like, oh, you know what, this seems like a good place to take a stroll today where like, things are bombing and they're blowing Yeah, but, but, or, because of, like, vibrations and stuff, they came over to see what it was. Oh. You know? Or potentially, yeah. like, fish, like, were gathering there because of vibrations or, like, uh, yeah. sonar or... Yeah. Or even whales. Like, I... Because of, like, radar and stuff, I don't know if that interferes with whales and dolphins, and maybe the, this thing eats them, yeah. and they were in the area. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah. Do you believe any of these? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I find them interesting, and, like, I'm, I'm not close to anything. Well, I mean, you got to believe the alligators in the sewer. That's proven, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, for sure. There's definitely weird shit. And I believe there is a monster fucking gator terrorizing part of America. Yeah. 100%. I wouldn't be surprised about cryptids getting through portals, international beings, definitely is plausible in my eyes. Um, Government testing, 100% plausible in my eyes. Um, You know, just creatures that were here before us. Yeah. And continue to be here after well, us. Well, there's the other theory. Also very plausible. There's the other theory. I don't know how well it would apply to this uh, alligator creature that's actually attacking people. But there is the theory that imprints can be left by, like, dinosaurs and shit like that. And what people are seeing is basically a ghost mm-hmm. of a creature that was there before, a time print of something that was there hundreds or millions of years ago. True, there could be ghosts of animals, like there's ghosts of humans. Yeah, exactly. Even poltergeist ghosts. Yeah. Um, you know, that can actually interact with yeah. things. But what if this is that? What if there was just some real fucked off gator in prehistoric times? Because they've been around that long. Yeah. That was like going around and it has such left such a strong energy imprint that is actually injuring people. Mm-hmm. I'm killing them. Definitely possible. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> I feel like we've yammered on enough. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed this very random and eclectic episode. Yeah. And we will be carrying on, carrying on. If there's any ideas that you have for episodes, let us know. You can uh, contact us. Uh, through our email at noshameshow at gmail.com you can contact us uh, 
on Instagram um, at Strange Stuff Sideshow and TikTok at, at Strange Stuff Sideshow. And I know we've said this a thousand times, but we will be getting our Patreon sorted this month. <laughs> we are in an apartment and we are sorting our shit out. Yep. So, yeah. And also, if you can leave us like a review or uh, a rating, I think it helps us in some way mm-hmm. on like Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Yeah. That would be groovy. If you think this is information other people should hear, let them know. I mean, why would it not be information other people should hear? I think everyone needs to know that you need to eat the bubbles out of your coffee. Yes. <laughs> you know, don't be cutting your bananas because it's bad luck and you know what? Let's save all the people from those bananas. And make sure you scream when you cut cake. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye. Cut on my butt.